0: Good day, everyone. My name is Vince Hawkins. And I'm Bill Molden. And welcome to this week's edition of the Vince and Bill Show. That's
1: right. And uh, this week we had a phenomenal sermon uh, by our brother Vince here
0: uh, entitled A Life Worthy. Amen. But first you got to tell everybody about your vacation. Vacation was awesome. Bill was gone for a week, took his family to Lake of the Ozarks, famous Lake of the Ozarks here in... Central Missouri. You That's guys have right. A, you guys have a good time.
1: Oh my goodness, it was amazing. Uh, you know, having having time with the family with, uh, with uh, getting out on the lake, having some fun. We rented a boat a couple of days, and so that was a blast. And I love living in a state where I'm not ashamed to take off my shirt. Come on. You know, so <laughs> now California, some places in New York, never would have happened. But in central Missouri, Bale I'm is considered
0: Bill is considered fit in central Missouri. <laughs>
1: it was amazing and awesome, and uh, highly recommend it. Amen. You know, Amen. I, I mean, and things... Think about it, Vince. We do live in a culture that actually pays people not to work. <laughs> I mean. This
0: is true. This and is we complain. True. We this, complain. This and true. yet
1: most of us have jobs where we're paid. No, please. It would be better for us if you would go away. We'll even pay you to go away. That's right. And so I don't know what that says about me as a minister. But uh, I was super grateful. We had a phenomenal, phenomenal awesome, time. Boss.
0: Well, I'm glad you got to get away. Rest. And solitude is very important for the minister and for everyone, all of you out there. Make sure you get some rest. Take care of yourselves. Amen. Amen. A lot of craziness going on.
1: Yeah, especially if we're going to live a life worthy. Amen. Uh, We need to be in a mindset. uh, and, And honestly, Vince, you do this a lot, and I think it's just brilliant. You always kind of remind us that Christianity is is about what we are meant to be,
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: and I think you usually slip this into your sermon at some point every sermon Hmm. that uh, uh, that we we're not human doings; we're Hmm. human beings, which Hmm. I think you stole from uh, Delilah the DJ. (laughs) Delilah, (laughs) Uh, you know. uh, But uh, I I love that uh, that the calling is is to be. Or to be coming, yeah, uh, yeah. And I just thought that was incredibly helpful as a setup for yeah. for today's
0: content because you were calling us to do some things that were really challenging. Amen. Yeah, very true. Very true. You know, and um, it's it's interesting. It, it starts off with those B, right? Be humble. Yeah. Be completely humble, right? Be patient, and then be bearing. <laughs> you know, with one another in love. Um, but then I love too something I didn't really share, and so uh, it really talks about keeping the unity of the spirit. Yeah, you know, not creating unity. Mm-hmm. It's not our job to create the unity. The spirit is already Such unified. Such a good point. You know what I mean? The spirit is already unified. It is already this oneness. God has already done the work. We just need to keep it. You know, and so which is also right. We could even be tempted that we gotta get everybody unified. We gotta do this unity thing. Do it. No, we just gotta keep it. It's That's there. right. God's already done it. So, That's right. So the Bible's even in Paul in, in the second half as we talk about, he's not putting people on his treadmill of do 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 do. Right, right. He's saying, listen, you know, all this has been done. Jesus has done all the work. Therefore, just be. You know That's what I mean? right. Well, so. and it's
1: interesting that the qualities that uh, Paul brings out here is that if we focus on these when in regards to the the approach, we don't have to create something. That's right. That's right. If we focus on humility, gentleness, patience, and, uh, the other, the other three, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I don't have, I can't turn my notes that fast, but if we focus on these things, then the things that God has already done, all of a sudden start to become apparent.
0: You know, it's so true. It it is so true. We, we really struggle, right? We struggle with trusting God (laughs) and trusting his spirit, and that really the work is already done. We really want to recreate the will. We want to figure out fancier ways to do it and get it done and create. And and so, you know, God gives that, obviously that's part of being human, but sometimes we, can, we can't we can see the forest for the trees, right? We, that's right. We, we that's then right. start majoring in minors, and God goes, hey, 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 but don't forget about this. That's <laughs> says, right. Don't that's forget right. about these simple nine little principles of the spirit, if you will. And so, I, but I love that passage because it, it's about God's spirit. And I think when we are caught up in these, these spiritual qualities, I mean, we are just in step with God's spirit in a way. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty fantastic. So I, anyway, I struggle with it. I share it myself. You know, today I struggle with these things, um, uh, maybe becoming more aware at times yeah. when I stumble, where I struggle with these things, but it's, it's a reminder,
1: yeah, it, it, and it totally is. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, that you'll notice, uh, and you bring this out in your in your sermon, is that every single one of these qualities challenges our notion of trying to take control. Exactly. And I think you you really highlighted that about, you know, you kind of mentioned with the be completely humble, mm-hmm. you know, how you're in that, that situation in the parking lot mm-hmm. and there was this thing being brought towards you. You could have tried to take control of that situation yeah. and kind of put your stamp on it. But yeah. God gave you that, the, the wisdom enough to kind of say, let me just de-escalate. Yeah. And I especially loved in your illustration about gentleness how you did that with your daughter? Yeah. You know, that that sense of just practice of, hey, I I kind of snapped at her. Here here's what I'm going to do. I'm
0: going to ask
1: for forgiveness. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of that in the Hawkins household, especially coming <laughs> from the dad to the five, absolutely. The one woman and the, you know, the other four, well, two women, my oldest daughter and my other three girls. I have to apologize a lot. You're right. But yeah, I, I think that's the thing I'm learning. You know, it's interesting how gentleness or meekness, it, it just, it has never been a quality that I felt like I needed, wanted, desired, <laughs> you know, or thought about much. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but it is true Christianity, it is the spirit. And for me, it is the thing. As I get older, as I get more in that "get off my lawn" stage in life, right, you know, right. I think I've got to make sure that I communicate in a gentle way, that I take my time, and, and some of this, I think, obviously, you know, I'm trying to just, get, I'm trying to get in a space where my life is simpler, where I'm not so anxious and worked up, because that's when I. That's when I run over people. That's right. That's when I do these foolish things. I'm in a hurry. I'm in a rush. I need quick results. I need you to move now. And when I'm that way, I can't be gentle. I just, you know, I got to get it done. Let's do this. Come on. And we can talk about how you feel about it later. Yeah. And that's a bad place to be. Especially when you're dealing with three young daughters. That's <laughs> so true. So.
1: And I and I think you defined it in a very important way because if we don't understand the true aspect of gentleness, uh, and in this idea of being meek, that this is power restrained. Yeah. yeah. You know, you think about a a wild stallion. Yeah. You know, that has come under the guidance in the hand of a master. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, you now have you now have this incredibly powerful animal, yep. one that even the Bible said you could almost trust in horses yep. more than you trust in me. That's how That's the powerful point. these animals That's are. A good point, and and you kind of go, this is this is who you are. Yeah, you're a wild stallion. Thank you, but <laughs> but when you literally get to a place where you're like, you know what, I don't need to flex. Yeah, well I, said. I I don't need I don't need to to have dominion over this it's good I, I can be Mac then we understand this is why Jesus said yeah you're blessed yeah, that's right that's right and I love what you inherit you inherit the earth that's right which again, you kind of go. How many squirrels do you see stressed out? <laughs> how many birds are out there needing therapy? That's right. None of them are fearful of, are anxious because they're just doing what they were created to do. Yeah, that's exactly. And right. I love that picture. I love the practical though, because even as I, <laughs> even as I join you in the estrogen ocean of raising <laughs> daughters, I mean, I think that is true. Yeah. Uh, you learn it from saying, "Hey, you know what." I, I I have a part of the of those tears yeah i I am the source of this problem yeah uh, and maybe if I'm not the whole source I'm at least part of the problem yeah. And just owning that and just being gentle. What do you have to lose?
0: Yeah, and I think we know that we you know, we, we don't just practice gentleness with children. We practice this we have many opportunities to practice gentleness, but what's especially difficult, right, is to practice gentleness with the hard headed people. So true. The people, the challenging people, the people that you really don't want to bear with in love, or they are not seeing you're trying to practice this gentleness. They're not quite on board with your, you know, your 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 spiritual regiment, you know, and so they're just making life complicated, right? And so those. Those are the truly great opportunities. Amen. You know, those Amen. are the people want to flex on, right? <laughs> um, so, but I, I think um, you know, obviously this is who Jesus. Was. I, can't, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around how often Jesus came across situations when he had to restrain himself. That's right. That's you know right. What I mean? And uh, of course, we have moments when he, you know, he made the whip and he went in and he, you know he sort of took charge of his father's house. But boy. It, the fact that he had to do it twice meant he probably could have done it a hundred times. That's right. And so that's right. he is the model of restraint. And even in, in, even when he goes in, he's very calculated, very patient. That's and right. And yet ultimately has a plan to be very loving. So,
1: you know, and that's a great segue because uh, from there, you kind of, you, you made this fantastic point about patience. Mm. Uh, patience is, Is one of those, uh, even as you hear it, you kind of go, yeah, I need more of that. And yet I, I love how you pointed out that this is the first quality of love. Yeah. The practice of patience is the practice of Christianity. Yeah. And it is something that must be. Practiced, yeah, you know, yeah. and you pointed out several instances where basically the Bible just says, "Hey guys, hurry up and wait." That's right, you know, that's right. That's right. Uh, this is really what love looks like, and I love how you pointed out, especially to to uh, that that awesome stage of life where you're single and you're starting getting interested. If it's if it's right
0: now, yeah, and you got to have it right now, it's not. Love. That's right. That's right. It is definitely being motivated by something else. (laughs) So uh, I think, um, and it's challenging when you're young. It's challenging when you get old. True. Um, But it's challenging when you're young to wait. Uh, I remember, obviously, we, did, we, we we come by this honestly, right? You remember when you were a kid and your parents said, you got to wait till Christmas. You're like, no, <laughs> Christmas is 10 years away, you know. But, That's right. But your parents were teaching you patience. And I think there's a great lesson in there for all of us parents. There's nothing wrong with teaching our kids to wait. They don't have to have everything they want now. It only instills in them a sense of anxiousness. We think we're giving them everything we never had when we're failing to give them some of the things that we did have. Parents who said, you know what? Wait, wait. Uh, I think it saves our kids a lot of heartache. I think it saves us a lot of heartache. I think it keeps our kids from falling, getting into debt. That's right. It keeps them from the rushing the relationships. Listen, patience is, Jesus <laughs> teaches patience. There's a reason why patience is a is is a characteristic of it's a reason why patience is the fruit of the spirit it's not optional we just as christians we have to do it but we also have to instill it into our children that's right that's right and i didn't make that point today so i'm making it here now <laughs> <laughs> which is why we're doing the podcast exactly yeah and and while
1: we're in this place of patience yeah. this place of waiting uh one of the one of the grades, you know, because you always you always kinda asked uh you framed almost all of the end of your and end your points with how are you doing. Yeah. And if you were to, if you were to gauge someone on how they're doing, it's not if you have to wait for something. <laughs> it's what's your attitude while you're waiting? Well, because I think that's where and you kinda you kinda merge these two beautifully. Mm. I think that's where bearing with one another in love. Yeah. Because patience is most tested
0: when it when it's involving an other. That's right. Always, always. What wow. So great point. You know, the Christianity obviously we know this, it can't be practiced without the other. <laughs> you know, what I mean? that's right. You need other people to practice it. You need people to reach out to, you need people to reach out to you, you need to engage in difficult relationships, have tough conversations, engage with people who think differently than you feel differently than you, you know, look at the world differently, root for different teams. All of that is part of what makes it powerful it's one of the things i love about our family we are Amen. incredibly diverse in every way shape and form uh you know and and that is the beauty but however obviously with all of that diversity comes diversity of thought and it can be messy but when we do the painstaking work of bearing with one another in love then no matter what your differences are i realize they're minors that's they're right. Minors that's right. With regard to the most important thing, and that's that unity of the spirit. So. Well, and I think
1: one of the, one of the ways you framed that discussion was uh, putting it in terms of teams. Yeah, uh, yeah. because that's really kind of how things get divided up. That's right. And if you're on a team, if you're listening to this podcast in. You are you're, you're trying to decide, okay, where do they line up according to this and yeah. according to that and yeah. according to this. You're actually playing into something that is not bearing with one another. That's right. You're actually you're actually buying into the thing that divides sports fans, that divides politics fans, <laughs> if I if I can even say that without giggling. <laughs> That's what, uh if yeah. uh you know, these ideologies that we think are so important unless it f- is going to be framed by what we're going to be talking about in the weeks to come, the yeah. ones, thats right. uh, really, it is a team mentality.
0: Totally is. Totally is. And, and, and it's, it, it, and, and with that in mind, they have to put down the other team. That's right. Someone has to win. In fact, dominate one another, be negative, put the other down uh, demonize demonize right. you know the other and weaponize the things they say and you know you, you've, you've got to have uh, you know what do you call it post board stuff they said this we're going to kill them you know this is <laughs> this is kind of what goes on in, in this this idea of one team against another and and Yet, you know, we, as Christians, we have the call. We are not going to idolize any of these teams. That's right. We're not going to put so much stock in these teams that we can't handle someone saying something about, you know, my my New Orleans Saints. You know, I love the Saints, but look, you know what I mean? Drew Brees is not my idol. You know what I mean? thank <laughs> Although some in,
1: some in Louisiana think he is the second coming. <laughs>
0: That's right. So I think, but but when we back off of that, and we realize, come on, you know, th- right. th- this this is not that big of a deal. This is meant to be a little entertainment. It is not life, not real life. That's right. That's so, right. Um, but honestly, too much stock is put into these things. It becomes idolatrous. It leads us away from Amen. worshiping God and living lives worthy of the calling. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. Because you know, as we're kind of working through this list, you just kind of notice. There's a lot of meekness, a lot of patience, a lot of bearing. You're like, okay, I need something to do. And then the the next point is make every effort. Make every effort. That's make right. every effort to keep the unity of the spirit. Amen. And and I think this is where you kind of really highlighted the call to go the extra mile of having these uh these conversations, these active listening conversations. Conversations that we're doing here as a church, yeah. where we where we start reaching out with this intention, there is a call out of this. Okay, I'm bearing, I'm being patient, I'm being humble, I'm being, but I'm, but I'm not a doormat.
0: That's right, that's the, right.
1: the The call is
0: to therefore make every effort. Amen. No, very true. I, I think you know that uh, obviously that and 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 we, you know we have to put effort into everything. Uh, that we do. I think that, um, you know, Christianity is no different. Uh, these fruits of the Spirit, as we're practicing them, as we are, you know, we have to put ourselves in the posture, right? Amen. And practice these things. Yeah. But as I think it was said, I maybe said this a little bit earlier already. So if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But it's, it's important that we understand we're making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. That's right. We're not creating a unity of the spirit we're keeping it and uh so we you know that that really is and by keeping the unity of the spirit we're really paying attention we're just being attentive to what where's the spirit unifying us and that's what we want to keep this is the attention we need to pay to one another god wow i see that Uh, you know i want to we want to keep that and there's a there's a level of trust and reliance on the spirit and reliance on god and love for one another these all these things they fit together. Paul is—it's inc- It's the spirit of God working these things together in the body. So, yeah, if we can begin to practice, you know, being attentive to God's spirit at work in one another, and not in a competitive, that's right, foolish way. That's right, man. We we can be so dynamic for God. So, amen. amen.
1: Amen. And. You know, and I, I loved how you kind of you kind of started to land the plane by making this great point under peace yeah. that the enemy wants us in conflict always. Uh, this is what he came to create to right. steal, kill, and destroy. That's right. Um, and yet, peace is something as you pointed out, you can't give what you don't possess. Yeah, it's a
0: real struggle. Um, you know. Th- th- we all battle with anxiousness. We all battle. There's a war going inside, going on inside of us. And um, even if we're able to recognize that when we see people in conflict, I, I don't, I'm not very good at seeing this all the time, but to see people in conflict, to see people in torment, to see them, you know, what, what what's raging on the outside, you can only imagine what right. may be going on in right. the inside. And that would help us to be more compassionate toward humanity or toward people and to want to love them more. But when we're in a competitive state, those people that are full of conflict and turmoil, we don't offer them peace. We don't preach peace to them. We don't pray for peace within them. We Instead, we combat them or we add to it. As I sometimes say, we run to that fire with gasoline. That's right. <laughs> and we just want to make it worse, a blazing <laughs> inferno. And um, that is definitely not the peace That's that Jesus right. brought or the peace that Jesus himself had and left us with. So. Amen. Amen.
1: So to uh, kind of close out our, uh, our time together here, let me put uh, the question to you. Mm. What would it look like in your mind? Mm. If we were to put some of these things into practice on a regular basis, what would it look like in our homes? What would it look like in the church? What would it do for the world if we as disciples of Jesus were to uh, put these things into practice?
0: You know, it, it's, I think it would be, it would be an amazing um, sense of relief for all of us. Amen. That's the word that comes to mind is relief. I think in these times, which is why I love that we're going through Ephesians right now, the spirit led us here. Yes. But I think in these times, I think we'd all be able to breathe a little easier that, uh, whatever trouble comes our way, you know what I mean? Be it coronavirus comes our way, whatever it is in life that we would be able to, we still be able to live in these, in this spirit. We still be able to take these six, the nine characteristics of, of the fruits of the spirit. And we'd be able to walk around um, with a sense of calm. Amen. Not that there's not a worry in the world able to admit our faults as I did today. I show how I blow it in my family. I blow it in relationships. I think bad things. That, that's not the point. We can be open about those things, bring those things, confess them to one another. God will heal us. We'll pray yep. for one another. But Ultimately, we'd be able to rise and and uh, and bring something to our community and to our household and to our workspace, to our Zoom calls or whatever phone calls. We'd be able to bring a sense of calm and relief and be able to say genuinely, you know what? It is going to be all right because that is what we need in these times. Amen. Whether we get another president, a better president, whether... You know, we get our team wanting to win this, you know, the, the NBA finals, whether we get football in the fall or not, whether we get the vaccination on time, all of these other things, we can still be peace people that
1: are Yeah. At peace. And so. that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. You know, as a as someone listening as part of the audience today, you know, I walked away going, Okay, here's what I gotta do in order to make that vision come about. I need to pray. And I need to practice. Amen. It's or, ora et labora. Ah, Pray and work. Come on now. Pray and work. Uh, start with prayer. Uh, just imitating Tink and Lou uh, in that regard, but then really just practice. It's not something we have naturally. Something we got to work on. Yep. But by by doing that, and I think you're you're great reminders throughout the entire sermon. This is something that's meant to be practiced. And then as we do this, I really believe that the Lord will perfect
0: us. Amen. Amen. Well, good day, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week. Join us next week uh, as we uh, get into another section of Ephesians. Amen.
1: Bye-bye. Bye.